Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. You've heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough. Or maybe, diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So when I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, so can I. Persistence is in you. From PassItOn.com. KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas brings out all the stops. Tune in to KLP Aftermath as we have stories, reviews, current events, and even our famous segment, Elephants in the Room. Inspired by the Breakfast Club's Donkey of the Day, KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas streams on Atlanta's number one radio station, Swanky 93.3 and the Heat's 94.6. Radio stations. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. He went without food, not to lose weight, but to help people lose generations of hate. While many around him rose up with violence, he sat down for peace. When others used religion as an excuse for war, he used it to remind them of love. Mahatma Gandhi made the world a far better place by reaching out with the strength he cultivated within his soul. Soul is in you. Now pass it on from PassItOn.com. Today, this is the KLP Aftermath Season 6. I can't believe we made it to Season 6. It's your girl, Simone Teagues, and welcome back to another exciting podcast from all of our audio platforms of uh, Spotify, our hard media, our hard radio. They are our big partners over there. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Stitcher Podcast, TuneIn Radio, Audacity Radio, everywhere. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, again, it's your host, Simone Tees. Welcome back to the show. I'm happy to be back on this show and kicking off our seasons, our new seasons. You know, you got got to give a shout out, Kennedy. We've got to give a shout out to your other show, Beyond Swinky Podcast, with season three. It's coming this week. But our show, KOP Aftermath, season six 
We're kicking it off with a bang. And I say we're kicking it off with a bang because, Kennedy, you were finally back from, you know, in the studio doing voice work for your newest uh, film that you're in, filmed by uh, Grant Apollo, Faster, coming out soon. But you've been moving. So we, we've been, you've been missing in action. So, Kennedy, how have you been, sweetie? Yo, 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 my peeps, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, yeah, Simone, it's it's been a minute. It has been one of the most extremely good couple of weeks, I gotta say. Uh, the weeks have been amazing. You know, I was in the studio doing some voice work. Uh, I am in the upcoming film that's still in production. We still got a long way to go. Um, faster, right? Shout out to my boy, Grant Apollo. Uh, you know, reading the script and reading my line and doing a little bit of voice work uh, for that that movie. Uh, it feels good. It feels good to kind of take a, take a step back. You know, like usually you guys in, I mean, shameless plug for everybody out there. You know, you can see all my movies on Prime Video and Tubi, um, you know, Street Style, Eden Prime, Heartline. You know, those movies you can see, obviously, already I've been the, the director of. But sometimes it does feel good to kind of sit back, right? It's, it feels good to sit back, enjoy your, your fruits of your labor. And you have directors that come apart uh, or come up, uh, on board with the um KLP family and they say hey I got the story I wanted to direct it and you know we're just funding it and that's it and then it was like hey can you be a character in this movie you know you are our executive producer so I want you to have more skin in the game so uh, like I say faster it, it's it's good so far that's all I can say for the film it's something different something that you guys have never seen before um, when it comes to storytelling and a different style of story you know you have your movies that I've done, uh, street style being fashion and documentary, Hardline, and a little bit, well, Eden Prime and a little bit of Hardline have been sci-fi, action-packed. With this one, you're going to see a lot of action-packed. Um, we are taking some notes from the Fast and Furious franchise and say, okay, this is how they did it. Let's do it differently, you know. Um, but like I say, that I can't go into so much detail with that because it's coming, guys. It's coming out there. Um moving yes moving has been oh it, it's been good we're, we're in the new house and it's 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 special because you know we made the pad a little bit bigger uh uh i know a lot of our fan base like where did you move to uh are we gonna get a room tour no uh i know a lot of youtubers they do house tours when they move into a new home i think Honestly, I don't think that's a smart move because I don't want people really finding out where my address is and popping up. Uh, not saying that that's happened to me before, but a lot of YouTubers have people stalk them, so I'd rather not do that. Um, I've been stalked so many times over the past couple of years on social media before, so I, I know the room of that. So I won't be doing a house tour, Simone, but uh, yes, I did move, and it's it's been... I don't know. It's been it's been good, but it has been hard too, right? Because you're moving from one place to another, and you gotta get the U-Haul, you gotta get your deposit together, uh, your bills, you gotta get things trans uh, mixed over. Your Georgia Power, right? You gotta get everything switched over to you. You gotta have the internet guy come and install. And let me tell you, dude was good. He kind of held me up though, because one thing that I tried to do in the move is I try to move everything 
from my old place to my new place in one day. And I knew that wasn't going to be a smart idea because that next day I had to go to work, right? Which I'm going to talk about. Um, my institution had commencement and what that is is graduation. If you guys don't know, we also work for a, um, a institution too. Check out my on app uh, on app show that I did yesterday. By the time we're getting this show out, yesterday I did a, my first ever on app. It's on app is an app that you can get, and it's a live radio with music. A lot of creators use it. Um, just to name a few: Joe Button, one of my favorite podcasters. He has an on app, and it's just like extra content, live radio, right then and there. Um, you can play music and whatnot. So we are partnered with on app too, and I'm going to give you guys more content that way. So if you guys want to know how commencement was at my institution. I'll go in depth and details with that on the on app exclusive show. Um, so I, Simone, I tried to get everything moved at the same time that didn't quite work out. Um, it's, it's been, it's been hard because the AT&T guy went to my, came to the new house. And when they came to the new house, I was waiting because he was a little, he was like 40 minutes late. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, it happens. He's setting it up and he knew what he was doing. It just took long. And I'm like, okay, now I have to push back going to go get the U-Haul rental because this internet is taking a long time. Cause I know we have to do, you know, got to get some editing done. got to do my homework at home. Right. I got to finish my homework. So I was like, yeah, I need internet done today. So try to move everything out. And I said, you know what? I'm not moving. I'm complete. I don't have to move out until the next day. I'm going to come back. Whatever, right? Came back, cleaned up a little bit to the best of my ability. Um, I've been in my old place for three years, so everything's not going to look spick and span, brand new, ready to be rented out by somebody else. It, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, but did the very best I could, Simone. Moved out completely as of, uh, I want to say as of two days ago, a couple days ago, I moved out my old place and i've been sleeping in my new place been cooking i cooked my first meal in my new place i uh, got my office yes finally after 10 years i have my own home office bigger home office that is uh so excited for it bedroom new kitchen uh, we still got to get a lot of furniture in there but you know the, the, that stuff come in time you know we need a little bit more furniture but it comes in time when we can go and get new furniture because again for all of you guys who are moving because moving is expensive i realized it when i saw my bank statement to our fan base moving is expensive uh just to say the least it's, it's so expensive uh, moving u-haul uh buying furniture you have to get groceries you got to get things set up it's expensive um, but I see a lot of people do it, Simone. A lot of people over the last couple of weeks, I've seen people driving U-Haul trucks back and forth because everybody is moving. Everybody's realizing that this apartmental living in an apartment is not the move anymore, right? Some people, like us, we're even finding some roommates. Yes, I have roommates. I'm not going to sit here on the show and flex and say, hey, I got this house all but No, I didn't do it all by myself. I got some roommates. We're smart enough. And I've got a bigger place, right? Um, so, blessed and highly favored. Very, very thankful. I thank God, first and foremost, for, you know, even for this to be happening. Because I'll be honest. And I'm probably going to be repetitive because I'm going to... I've said the same thing on the Al Nap show yesterday. Um, but I'm thankful, right? Because it's been 
I don't know, it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years since I live in a house because in 2000, excuse me, in 2015, I started college, right? So I lived in a dorm for about, what, four years, and then I became an RA. And after I exited being an RA, I've been living in an apartment, right? And that was it. I had a roommate. And then at one point, I didn't have a roommate. And then now I'm coming back to a bigger house, you know? So it's been 10 years. So I got to thank God, first and foremost. I got to thank everybody who, you know, cheered me on with this because i told some my friend my squad this and they're like well congratulations you know i hope everything works out for him can't wait to see him this week because it's friday friday i'm turning 27 guys it's my birthday 27 we'll get to that later but we'll get to that topic later how i feel about being 27 um on friday so uh, but like I say, enough about me about the move. If you want to know exclusives about the move and commencement for my institution that I work for, check out my on app um, show. I'm assuming that it, that video goes or the podcast or radio goes on demand. I'm not too sure quite just yet because I haven't really looked at it because um, I had to jump right into this this recording session. Um, so fan base, Lucas Nation fans, season six, guys, KLP Aftermath started over at the institution honestly KLP aftermath uh, when we did it from um Oxford College season one it was just like a test run for the show and so many seasons later now we're in season six season six is gonna get spicy because it's our sixth season it's the summer season uh we're excited we're very very excited for season six uh it's been Long time coming, and this show has been has been popping. Everybody has been loving our shows of season six. Uh, Miss Simone, thank you for being a part of this family. Um, yes, Simone is in it. Mason Carter is taking a step back. He is actually our producer for this show. Um, not saying that he didn't like being on the mic. He, he loved being on the mic, but he wanted to executive produce the show instead. And hey, if that's what something he wanted to do, by all means, he can do it. So Mason, he's behind the board there. Uh, make us sound good, man. <laughs> no harm, no foul. Hey, hey, I get it. I get it. Sometimes when I'm I would love to produce podcasts, which I am producing a podcast. It's called Podcast um, Code Hero Famous. That is our kind of our other show that we have but i'm just not in the mic i have i'm producing the show so some and it's easy just to produce the show and then to come on the mic sometimes so i get it but miss simone she is here simone yes i am here for sure for our fan base uh you guys have been loving season five when we were on there doing our thing now this is the show where we get a little we get a little we we, we spill the tea right and now I have this segment on the show, KLPFMF Season 6. Uh, you know, we, we have this 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 segment we call the, you know, the the the, the tea with Simone Teagues, right? Now, by the time you're we're reporting on this news report, I know it's been a couple of days later. Um, but I wanted to talk about this because we all know Usher, Usher Raymond, yeah man. So, Usher took the stage Saturday night at the Lovers and Friends Music Festival after a physical confrontation with Chris Brown Friday night that left him bleeding. And, like I say, I know today is Tuesday and this happened over the span of the weekend, but 
I'm sure a lot of podcasters are going to dabble on into it. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be talking about it on their radio show. But I don't know. I kind of feel that, you know, this this is kind of unfortunate with the two, right? Because here's what I want to say from these two. Now, one of my favorite songs from them is A New Flame. Their, their song from Chris Brown's uh, X album, right? So it to me, it's unfortunate to have two of the arguably the greatest or some of the greatest R&B singers in their generations of all time, Usher and Chris Brown. I want to see them do a versus. This is what I want to see them do. Uh, they're extremely, extremely talented uh, people that just, you know, all of them have bangers, right? They all have bangers into that. And uh, Kennedy, I'm going to ask you a question about something later when it comes to verses. Uh, I'll ask you that in a minute. Um, but it's sad. It really is sad to see this happen. Um, Usher being, you know, having his residency in Vegas. Uh, we listened to Joe Budden podcast. Joe Budden went down there. We, we heard him uh, talk about his experience in Vegas in general, but going to the Usher um, concert res- residency in Vegas. Um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's it's very very sad. Now this this report has come from TMZ.com, of course. As we report, uh, this is their quote. As we report, the conversation went down at the roller rink party after Usher and Chris got into a heated conversation confrontation. Excuse me, that turned physical. Now TMZ had tamed video of the lead up of the fight. Thing is, Usher and Chris were super close, and that's why I think it's super sad for them. I really hate that this is like this for them. I really hate that they're having this altercation because they were really close, right? I I want to say that maybe they were close, and I wondered if they were working on a new project, right? If they came together, Kitty, if they came together, and they said, okay, you know, we're in our prime right now. Why don't we make an EP? with just Usher and Chris, right? Do a dynamic duo for an album. Like, you know, you got, what, Jay-Z and Kanye's duo uh, duo uh, album, right? You got Devon Terrell and Futuristic's duo album together, right? So why don't they do that? Because if they did, just hypothetically, if Usher and Chris Brown did, even if it's an EP, we'll take it. We, well, I would prefer an album, but if it's an EP or album that they're collabing on together, one time only, their streaming dollars would have been up. I feel. That's what I want to see from them. Now, the party was to celebrate Chris's 34th birthday with lots of celebrities at hand. Uh... As they report, the fight was over Chris, scraped uh, from the AMA's performance last year when he was sent to do a Michael Jackson tribute. I remember that. that We actually podcast about that. Um, and it was very, I don't know, it was, it was very sad because Chris Brown would have been the closest person to perform and pay tributes to MJ, uh, Michael Jackson, which was, a, which was 86. We know about the word 86. That's a film term at the last minute. As for the lead-up to the fight, Tiana Taylor, I saw this this morning, actually, on her Instagram, who was at the party. I was being, because she was dancing, but she was being being confronted by Chris because he blames her for his canceled MJ tribute. Now, Chris demanded that Usher show her the door, and things escalated quickly. 
Um, I don't think, look, when it comes down to your performance getting canceled, this is, we're just speculating here on the show. We don't know. We don't work for what happens at the AMAs and we don't work behind the scenes, but I feel when some things get canceled by producers and directors of a, a music award or an Oscars, I don't think it's a celebrity thing. I think it's, hey, time crunch, right? I don't think Tiana Taylor had much say-so in what the producers are cutting from their show, right? If it was a cut, unfortunately, it was a cut, right? There's a lot of things that get cut and canceled in 86th out, even with KOP Entertainment. There's nothing personal. It's time constraint, it's budget, or it's just a whole nother marketing tactic that they decide to go on. And you have to respect that, right? So I don't understand why celebrities got to blame other celebrities because a fest or a, a, an award show cuts your performance. This sucks. Yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure it sucks. But you blame it, my girl Tiana Taylor for it. I don't know. As Buster, we're told his nose was bleeding after the fight, but there were no apparent evidence of injury on either one during the festival. Um, we'll keep a close eye on Usher and Chris Brown. I think this is kind of silly, uh, in my opinion. I think this is something that's not really worthy of fighting and beefing because they're just too they're just too big, right? They're too talented to be doing something like this. I, I, I just don't know how I feel about them two fighting when I know that they're in their prawn, they're in their thing, right? Now, Kimmy, I gotta ask you this question. And I'll ask this question, and I'll go ahead and say my, my take. Now, we all want to see it. We all want to see this happen. Usher versus Chris Brown. Not in a, not a, po a post-fight performance. In a versus. I mean, singing, performing, doing a versus to see who comes out on top. Usher or Chris Brown. Now, question is, who you got? Back in my day, Usher had them slaps. Usher had them slaps that I went through some relationship thing with, with, with it, and I listened to Usher to get over it, right? So my pick, Usher. Kitty? Hmm. Let's see. Because, um, Simone, I'm, I'm both, right? Um, I remember when Usher first came out, right? Uh, I, and I was a kid. Um, down to growing up and, and really hearing his, his lyrics and his songs. Now, I, I, I like Usher. But, there's a but to it. Because I feel that I'm leaning towards Chris Brown. Simply because when I first heard of Chris Brown... I was a little bit older to understand some of the things that he, you know, obviously was singing about, right? So I got to lean towards Chris Brown because if you look at Chris Brown's catalog, right? Not saying Usher doesn't have, you know, a great catalog. That's not what I'm saying because Usher has an amazing catalog. He has iconic songs that we're going to be singing forever. But my dude Chris Brown, though, right, he's been cooking. 
He's been cooking for a while. He once had his, his latest album, Breezy album, has, what, 25, 30 songs on one album, which I think that's a little bit a lot. I didn't, I don't listen to the whole album because that's going to take me hours to listen to. But he has something. And I feel that for me, Chris Brown, when I was listening to Chris Brown, my mind was more mature, I would say to really understand um all the songs that he was doing so you you compare his his lyrics his songs and his catalog and i gotta say i think i don't know but i i want to say that chris brown has a little bit more in his catalog just a little bit more in his catalog that he can pull out right he there's some songs that he can really do them funky little dance moves to and really get it done so I got to lean towards Chris Brown on this one because he's cooking. Now, I do know it versus is all in fun. It's all in, in fun when it comes down to it. I really uh, understand, you know, the verses. I, I, I want to see a versus from them. I don't think we're going to see it now because of this altercation. I think this is going to be something that they're going to look back and say, why the hell did we do this? What were we fighting for? Does it really matter? That's what I want to say. Does it really matter in today's society that we beefing because you didn't get your Michael Jackson tribute, which sucks. But I, I agree with you, Simone. It's, it's business, right? It's, it, I don't think it was nothing personal. I think it was just business, right? It's business is business. Um, so my take, Simone, Chris Brown. I know. I, I know. A lot, a lot of people are probably going to write in our forum like, boo. Some people are going to say yay. But yeah, Chris Brown for me. So moving on to our, our, our gaming news, related news today. I wanted to report on this one because I'm very excited. Now, this segment was brought to you by Jim Weed Energy Drink. Guys, you saw my social media, uh, social media Instagram, Simone. You saw it too. Now, what is Jim Weed? Jim Weed Energy Drink is an energy drink, uh, THC-free, by the way. Gives you all the boost and no, no jitters, but all the boost and energy that you need for an effective workout session. I love it. I love the watermelon uh, Watermelon flavored. It's one of my favorites. They have three flavors that I saw at Crunch Snellville. Shout out to Crunch Snellville out there in Snellville. Go there every time that I can now, especially for the summertime. Got to get that hot boy summer body going on. And I drink Jim Weed Energy Drink. It's so good. It doesn't taste like crap. It tastes really good. It doesn't distract you from your workout. And it gives you that extra energy because this past Sunday... Your boy worked out, Simone. Your boy worked out. I really got it done, uh, because I I drink gym weed. You know, it, it it gave me that energy because Celsius I like, right? I still will buy a Celsius, but I think I'm leaning towards the gym weed energy drink because it just gives me a little bit more energy that I need for an effective workout. And energy's that's the main thing with me in my workout is making sure I got enough energy to do powerlifting, to to deadlift, to lift weights, to run on treadmill, to do the elliptical, to stretch, do a little bit of yoga and meditation, all in the same go. Right? Um and then it's been helping me cuz like I say to all my gym goers, you have to have energy uh to to have a great workout. You know, you you just got to uh, or you're not going to reach your goal. So Jim Weed, shout out to them. Now, so excited for this. I know everybody knows about this, but I want to give my take on this, Simone. Um, so uh, um, from Insomniac Games, Spider-Man has remastered for PlayStation 5. Um, it is out now. 
if you want to pay full price it is fifty dollars right now i need to text my brother ryan because he does have my spider-man copy because he bought my playstation 4 because i bought a um, playstation 5 obviously so he has my playstation 4 and i loaned him my spider-man game for him to give a taste of spider-man because it's amazing i gotta text him and be like bro i need that back for a second because if you guys have a physical copy of spider-man if you bought it physically or digitally or the deluxe version you can upgrade the game for only 10 bucks each ten dollars is really really good for an upgrade it is amazing um it's one of those things that you just have to grab uh i ten dollars i love it when they do the ten dollar upgrade i kind of wish though and i get it it's ten dollars because they got to make all the money that they can because honestly simone i think we're gonna see spider-man 2 for playstation 5 in september you know, it's been rumored about it coming out in September. I think it's going to come out this September because just think about it. Why would they release a remastered for PlayStation 5 right now? Why now? Why not? They Why didn't they not just do this last year? Right? If they wasn't going to release Spider-Man 2. My prediction for Spider-Man 2. We're going to see more gameplay this June. Right? Because it's eat Well. It was E3 season, but E3 got canceled. But we're going to see Sony's State of Play in June to announce all the games. This is their own E3. We're going to see all the games coming out this fall and running into next year, right? We're going to see Spider-Man. We're going to see, this is my prediction, guys. We're going to see more gameplay of Spider-Man sometime in June, right? The game might be finished, and they're going to say, bam, September, right? Gear up for Spider-Man 2 by buying either you could pay full price for Spider-Man 1 Remastered for PlayStation 5. Or if you have the physical, you can upgrade for $10 to get people hyped. Right? It's a marketing tactic. If you guys don't know, I got a bachelor's degree in marketing. So I know exactly what they're doing. Now, I could be completely wrong. I don't work for Somniac Games. I don't work for Sony PlayStation Studios, even though I would love to. I don't work for them. I don't know how their marketing tactic goes, personally. But me being a, a bachelor's having a bachelor's degree in marketing this is their this is, the, this is a great marketing plan it really is because it gives it gives people hype and it gives you more money from a game that came out what four years ago i want to say we, yeah five years ago actually so like i say it's, it's a whole marketing plan um like i say i am going to play and I, i'm probably going to review it on the show too i just got to get it back for my brother um he has my physical copy i was looking for it too and i'm like dang i couldn't i can't find it and I'm like, where is it? Because I know I bought it back four, five years ago. I bought it. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. Ryan has it because he was playing on it. Um, so excitement's all around for sure when it comes down to it. So excited. So excited for Spider-Man 2, most importantly. But Spider-Man 1 remastered for $10. You can't really beat that. You really can't if you got the physical copy. Now, my one gripe about it, Simone. And I get it. It's, it's it's PlayStation. Everybody's it's expensive. I'm always gonna keep saying everybody that's on been on my shows. We always said gaming is premium. You will have to be a fool to pay full price for a game that came out five years ago because you want to play the enhancements. You want to dabble into the enhancements and all of the, the glitz and glamour. You're gonna pay. 
And I say to that, no. $50 is a lot when it comes down to it. It's expensive for a game that came out four years ago, right? I'm sure, and I, I wonder, I wonder now if you go to GameStop to pick up a copy of this game, right? Will it be $30 or will they jack up the price to 50 because that was the market that they have? That's the one thing. And we're going to see that with, with Horizon Zero Dawn. I, I have no doubt that game's going to come right back out. That game's been old now. Come right back out for the same price, $50. Because PlayStation is, is, is marketing up because of that. Because it's remastered. Oh, you got to pay premium again for a game you already played. It's crazy. That's that's the life of gaming, guys. It is That's gaming at its finest. Gaming is going to be like that for a while. Sad, but true. Um, but that's what's going on, guys, in the gaming world. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to play the remastered version. I'm going to give you guys my take on it. I'm super duper uber excited about it. Now, we've got Addison Hayden. Of course, Addison, Addison Hayden, shout out to her. She's been giving our, our trending news, and she's been doing it. The Addison Report here on the KLP Aftermath Season 6. Addison, what we got today? Miami hip-hop might not exist without Uncle Luke. Two live crew were Miami's first act to break into the mainstream after all. But even before that, he was the concert promoter that brought the biggest hip-hop acts to Miami during the 80s. I know the culture unlike anybody else from Miami because, at that time, it was virtually no hip-hop, said Luther Campbell, better known as Uncle Luke. I brought all the hip-hop artists down. The legacy of Miami hip-hop was honored Friday night at the live taping of LL Cool J's Salute the Sample show on Rock the Bells Radio. Filmed at the recently opened SiriusXM studio in South Beach, the show paid homage to the Magic City's robust yet underrated hip-hop history as the two-time Grammy Award winner broke down samples with DJ Khaled, Uncle Luke and Trina. Miami brought a lot of fly vibes, a lot of hustler vibes to the scene, a different type of glamour, LL Cool J told the Miami Herald prior to the show's taping. Look, even the movie Scarface being filmed down here, and what that meant to hip-hop, Miami was obviously a main character in that movie. Born James Todd Smith, LL Cool J has been coming down to Miami since the mid-1980s. At that time, he recalled, Miami's hip-hop scene was virtually non-existent. That changed with two live crew, according to Smith, who said the group made some of the nastiest records ever. We're in Miami, it's all sexy and half the people don't got no clothes on, there's nakedness everywhere, this is what we are, Campbell said. We can't be New York. New York is New York. L.A. Is L.A. We got to be totally different, it wasn't always easy. A federal judge ruled, as nasty as they wanna be, Two Live Crew's 1989 project, Legally Obscene. A performance once landed group members in jail. It wasn't until 1992 that the judge's ruling was overturned, a huge win that transformed Campbell into a First Amendment warrior. What this does is let black folks know that the First Amendment really does apply to us, Campbell told the Los Angeles Times in 1992. It says we can speak our minds the same way that white people do. This isn't just a victory for two live crew. The entire music industry won big on this one. 
Campbell's success eventually opened doors for future acts like DJ Khaled and Trina, both of whom have cemented themselves as stars in their own right. Miami is just a great place for music, Smith said. It's a real creative city. In breaking down the tracks, however, a rather rich and diverse musical palette is revealed. Songs like Layla by Derek and the Dominoes, The Man Machine by Kraftwerk, and Boogie Shoes by KC and the Sunshine Band inspired some of the best music to come out of Miami in the last 40 years. That's what's so dope about sampling, said Khaled Mohammed Khaled, otherwise known as DJ Khaled. You don't have to overproduce. It's not always an easy process to get these songs cleared, though. Khaled, for example, revealed that it took a personal call to Eric Clapton and roughly three weeks to get the famed guitarist to clear Layla. This was hard to clear, Khaled said, adding that when the person who controls the song's publishing initially told him he couldn't use the track. What's abundantly clear from the artists, however, is the sample allows older music to inspire a new generation of fans. Take Paradise by Trick Daddy and Trina for example, an upbeat, light-hearted track that finds the Miami legends waxing about the beauty of the 305. That song samples Melly Sam Morgan's Fool's Paradise, a 1986 track that takes Trina back to her childhood. Shout out to the two live crew. I, and I say shout out, right? Because uh, that was an era that I wasn't, I didn't exist yet. So uh, my parents probably wouldn't know uh, two live crew and them, but you know, I, I know of them. I can't say I'm an avid fan because hey, that was in what eighties and I want to say the eighties and I was born in 96. So of course I wouldn't know. Um, so shout out to them. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here on the show. Uh, but before we go, Simone, thank you for, for being patient with us with this move and, you know, getting things back in order. Here's what we got going on this summer, guys. We have a lot going on. We've got season six now, season three of the Beyond Swinky podcast. Uh, we've got so many exclusive shows coming out. Um, we're producing stand-up comedy sitting down. Episode one is available on all major major audio platforms. But shout out to my girl, and I meant to say this earlier in the show, but shout out to my girl, Shell Purcell, um, with her podcast, Stand-Up Comedy Sitting Down with rod minger i'm the executive producer for that show but finally we get to say uh two wrongs two comes out june 2023 uh is going to be exciting it's going to be witty right you've got vanessa and and, and kevin and 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 liberty right so many more people you've got miss rolanda rochelle uh, she's in the movie as well. You know, a lot of people are in this movie that I've seen because I was the assistant director of this film. Uh, we filmed it back in 2021. It's been a blast filming that movie back in 2021. And now, two years later, we finally get to see the finishing product. Uh, I'm stoked. I'm excited. Uh, Shell did say that, Simone, she said that we're going to have a movie premiere, movie screening, that is. So I'm excited for that. Um I'm excited. I'm excited to see the story continue with these characters, uh, reading the script, reading how the script was written because Shell wrote it. You know, I'm excited to see what happens next. Uh, it's good. It's it's a very, very good when you guys don't want to miss out. June 2023 is when the film gets released. Uh, further date is coming soon. So shout out to Shell for sale for sure. Um, 
shout out to my friend Connor. We're going to be planning up some uh, home real estate videos coming out very soon. He's starting back. Uh, he's a realtor, real estate agent. So now he wants KLP Entertainment to help him out doing some uh, film work of home. So I'm excited for that as well. Summer's going to be booked and busy. And I like it. I like being busy on the summertime. I don't, I don't know. A lot of people, they, they like the summer to just rest. And I like my rest period too. But sometimes I like to do things. I don't like my summer just sitting at the house, right? Um, new podcast that we're planning for the summer to be released this fall uh, with association with KLP Entertainment, but it's from an institution. So very, very excited to plan that process for that as well. Uh, I'm the forerunner of that as well. So again, segments all around so excited it's coming guys it really is coming so that's going to wrap it up here klp aftermath season six with your host klp kennedy lucas and simone t simone thank you so very much uh for being a part of the show until then we'll see you guys in the next podcast until then i've been your host kennedy lucas stay safe stay swanky peace